You're listening to the Rose Talks podcast, the teen experience. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Hello. All right. I'm trying to see where the rest of the peoples are. Yo, hello. Hey. All right. Hello. Hold up. So. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna go because my friends they keep DMing me. Yeah, it's fine. Alright, yeah. Alright, see you. Thank you for joining. Yeah, uh, peace. Peace. But while we're waiting, um, would you like to introduce yourself? Because I'm still recording while waiting. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm James. I'm from the UK, and I just make kind of funny videos, I guess. Awesome. I've only made one, but. Well, yep, this is, um, I believe, the last episode for season one of this podcast. Um, I know I'm going out of order at the moment with um, how I'm filming these, but it's purposeful so I can get everything done faster. We're going to be talking about the pandemic and the lockdown and how it's been affecting everyone. Hello. Heyo. All right. All right. I'm going to wait for one last person and then we get in to it. Would you like to introduce yourself, Ren? Oh yeah, uh, what do I say? Yeah, so, I'm Ren. So, I guess since we have enough people now, you know, we don't need too many, um, we'll be talking about the pandemic, and, you know, we'll be going into, um, some experiences we've had because of the pandemic. Um, I'll start it off then. Um, so, my first experience with the, you know, pandemic is not being able to leave my house. And I haven't left my house probably since 2020 um of january because i knew about this really really early into the year which is kind of sad but i didn't think it was going to hit america but it did around maybe march may i don't know february but it hit um america where i live and we couldn't really do much about it so We've been stuck in our houses, you know. I mean, every once in a while we come out to get, like, food or, you know, go outside on our balcony. But other than that, pretty much stuck. <laughs> so. Yeah. In UK, it's not much different. I mean, I'm just stuck inside. I haven't. I mean, school's closed. Um, We were back for three months and we had a one month lockdown but schools were still open during that it wasn't much of a lockdown everyone was still going to work um didn't have much of an effect yeah um then over christmas we were allowed to meet up cases of skyrocketed and now we're, it was over a hundred thousand a day until we're in a national lockdown again um, Jeez, i've been off school since january 2020 all the way till i went back in september um and then i was back for two, a month or two then someone got COVID in my school. I was self-isolating because I was mm. near them. And then n- another two weeks, someone else got COVID. I had to self-isolate again. And then our school, because we our school got hit really hard by the pandemic, we um completely just the whole school got shut down for a complete cleaning for two weeks. Now I went back, and then right before Christmas holidays, the one the one week before, I had to self-isolate again because there was another case, and I haven't been back to school since. Mm. So I haven't really done much. I've yeah. seen any of my friends very good. Yeah, that's another thing. A lot of people haven't been able to see their friends. That's really rough. Um, for me, personally, since I'm homeschooled, um, 
I didn't really have to, you know, go outside to go to school or something because the year before that, that's when I got homeschooled. So I kind of got a little bit lucky with that. But it was very dangerous for everyone else that I knew. Um, and I would say that, you know, um, when you're in lockdown and basically you eventually will have to go to school, you get kind of anxious, you know, like, oh no, what if this person has COVID? Oh no, what if this guy coughs on me? You know, it's just, it's overwhelming. Even now, um, the last time I tried to go outside, I had a freakout episode because like, oh shoot, I'm outside. What if I get um, COVID or something? So I literally immediately after went back home. <laughs> I haven't left my home because of my anxiousness towards, you know, COVID. Here in Germany, it's not really, like, it's almost the same. There's nothing much different. Like, the only thing that's maybe different is that at the beginning, we still had to go to school. I mean, at least where I live. Yeah. Then we, like, for, like, a couple of weeks, we didn't have to go to school. And then we went to school again. I don't really know why. And then now I'm home again. <laughs> it's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, pretty odd how it's, like, kind of back and forth. I can't pick between if we stay home or we go to school. So... You know, um. So I have one question: Have you been more, um, more so happy with being home or miserable? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh no, I've been so much happier. Yeah. I, do I want I like during lessons, depending on what lesson it is. If if it matters, do I'll do it. If it doesn't matter, then I'll just listen to it whilst writing down a few things but yeah also playing something or doing something watching something whatever mm. i don't have to and i'm I mean, much any you can wear your own clothes now because my school like in america you don't have uniform or yeah. i know lots of places don't have uniform but um in england basically everywhere has uniform um there's only a few select schools that don't um i have to wear uniform so it's much better being able to wear your own clothes i feel like it, you're more relaxed it allows you to work learn better because i know when i'm at school we have like non-uniform days yeah um i work so much better on those days because i'm actually comfortable and i'm not in this like really tight shirt and tie yeah i 100 get you i would say the best place and to I'm, work I'm sometimes is home them. yeah continue sorry I'm one of the only people probably who actually wants the pandemic to last a bit longer because in the summer, my school, we're not allowed to wear shorts. So it's like, you if you're a boy, yeah, girls can wear kilts. I mean, then there's nothing to say boys can't wear kilts, but like no one would. So if you did, you <laughs> get made fun of. So I'm not going to wear a kilt to school. I have to wear <laughs> black trousers, and it's like, and it's like. Instead of learning in most of my lessons in the summer, I'm usually focusing on trying not to, trying to make sure my my trousers don't stick to my legs. Mm, yeah. Uncomfortable clothing is definitely a problem. I when I was in school, I hated it so much. Like the fact that if you didn't wear something pricey, you'd probably get made fun of. They're like, oh, look at you! You're not wearing that something you know yeah, expensive. That's why we have uniform over here. Yeah. That reason, but. It's like also, it, if they if they said to everyone, you've got to wear black black jogging bottoms to all the boys. They said, <laughs> yeah, you've got to wear black jogging bottoms. So they just said, they said it's got to be like if they said polo shirts, that's not the mm -hmm. end of the world. If they said like black jogging bottoms with it, 
that's fine because that's actually semi comfortable. Like I have polo shirts that I'll wear yeah. myself because they're comfortable. If they said that to like, because that's like semi smart, not obviously tracksuit bottoms, but then it would allow you to work better because you're comfortable. And then in the summer they said you can wear shorts, but they have to be like just plain shorts, like true, like Adidas or Nike or something. They'd be fine. And they, they said like the similar stuff to the girls, and just so that they all then it wouldn't be about that. It would be about you could wear comfy clothes mm-hmm. um, that allow you to chill. They also not like may get made fun of for not wearing anything designer. Yeah, 100%. The good thing about having uniformal clothing is the fact that you can't get made fun of for wearing something that um, a normal, or not normal, but someone that has more money would wear. And I think that's why schools like that are one of my favorites, even though the clothing will be uncomfortable. Um, One thing that I remember from school, which probably isn't everywhere, um, we had certain, like, sometimes it was, like, rare event where we would be able to wear, like, pajamas to school or something, you know? It was, like, a reward our school would get. So, I remember those days, but I never did it because I felt uncomfortable to wear that outside. Well, you want for like if it's for charity, um, mm. so like sometimes there's a thing in the UK called BBC, which is British Broadcasting Network or Center, yeah. Um, and it's and they do this thing called um, Children in Need, so it helps support places like Africa where people need help and stuff, mm. and to help people go to school. And you're allowed to wear, and you get to, if you pay one pound, which is obviously our money, um, mm-hmm. you, you can wear what you want, awesome. so it's like. And other stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, Smins. So, yeah, I like those days. But now, since we're home, um, I think now it's more like we can wear clothes any day. And I love that. Um, what's yeah. your topic? Well, what do you have to say on this, um, Ren? I mean, not really much. <laughs> we can't really wear anything except for sweatpants for some reason. Oh, like you man. have to wear jeans or, or something else. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. There's this one teacher that just doesn't want us to wear sweatpants. Like if she no sweatpants allowed. Wear them, <laughs> doesn't notice it. So for me, um, to go back backtrack really quickly, um, personally, I would say when I go outside, I get more anxious. But when I'm inside, I'm actually the happiest. To be honest, I I think. My favorite thing about the pandemic is the fact that I don't have to be forced to go somewhere like the store or, um, hey, let's go, like, hey, let's go shopping for new clothes or something. Like, I don't have to deal with that now. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, it's, it's calm. Um, so. I hate, I hate shopping when you save. <laughs> I don't know I why do it might not. So yeah. Um, Smins, what do you got to say on this topic? Dude, the pandemic is heaven for introverts and antisocials. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely like for me. me. Dude, so I haven't had gamer. human contact since last year, March. Rip. Other than other than relatives. Yeah, that's exactly me so far. I haven't had any content with friends. Um, I actually want to tell a bit of a story. Um, so I had a friend that lived in um, Puerto Rico, and they just recently moved back to where, um, they originally lived because I knew them from middle school. So, we were supposed to meet, but because of the pandemic, um, I haven't been able to see them. So, we went on basically 
a hiatus of not really talking to each other because they have been getting kind of grounded a lot. <laughs> so it kind of sucks, but yeah. Yeah. So I haven't been able to talk to them because of the pandemic. Vaccines. Oh yeah, vaccines. That that is a good one. Yeah. Living in the UK yeah. is lucky. We got the we got them approved like four weeks before everywhere else in the country. Oh nice. So, so you got it immediately in the world. So we got so we we're we're um ahead of everyone. We've got like two hundred not two hundred million, I think it was twenty million people have been vaccinated. That might mm. be wrong. Um but uh we're ahead and but now like there's a shortage of vaccines and now ah. in the EU are kicking off so about because they're saying that they should because there's a there was something that happened in the EU so mm -hmm. that the vaccine production in the EU can't and now they're saying that we should because they ordered but because we were so uh. much we were like three months before they ordered so we ordered three months before them so they're giving us our supply and they're giving us what they were planning on giving us but the EU are telling them to like they should give some of that to the EU yeah, I get you. Does EU stand for Europe or somewhere else? I'm not 100%. European Union. So okay. It's like, so the EU is like, uh, you're either in or you're out. So in, uh, in the UK, we just left. We left last year um, because we voted to leave. But mm. I think it was better to leave because, well, it's just my opinion. I can't, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even vote anyway, but... um. Mm -hmm. but so we left and now we're separate from them which means we have different rules and that's why we were able to approve the vaccine so much sooner than because if we didn't we'd be in such a worse situation right now because we'd be having to share our vaccine with the EU yeah. um, and we would have had signed it at the same point because we don't have the power to if you're part of the EU mm, yeah you guys want to talk about um, Karen's <laughs> No? Yes, we could. I mean, yeah, we could. I'm saying, like, does anyone want to, like... They need to, just... be, they need to be designated as a whole other species, man. <laughs> so, I have one thing to point out about vaccines, and then, you know, there's the Karens. Um, so, these guys, instead of taking the vaccine or wearing the mask, they decide to cough on people and, you know, oh, just be yeah. absolute a-holes. So, what do we do about people like them when everyone else wants to get better and they want to get worse? Well, they're just idiots. So, the problem, yeah. the problem in the UK is that we have free healthcare everywhere, which is yeah. not a problem. It's good. But, um, Beautiful. They, they're the ones who end up costing our, our resources. If you're in America, it's probably less of a problem because you have to pay for your healthcare. So, if they get ill... Yeah, and they're going to be in debt for life. Whereas in the UK, <laughs> people don't care because they don't have to pay. Yeah, it's so sad. In America, we have the most amount of Karens ever, and I would hate to say it, but out of everywhere else in the world, America is just filled with ignorant people. Like I kid you not. The minute I heard about uh, COVID, like this is back in January, maybe late December, like right when it was just in China and nowhere else. I was like, we're gonna, America's gonna be the worst, in the worst state ever, because I know how ignorant we are, and I know exactly how, like... Wasn't Trump at the time saying, um, oh, it's, um, like, he was, 
not yeah. telling people to wear masks and stuff. Yes, he was basically a Karen. It was horrible. He made it worse than it could have been. If we had more people calling out COVID when, you know, when it wasn't as serious, we would have, America would have done so much better than it has. And I believe we lost, not, I'm just talking about globally. I think the whole world has lost at least 100K, maybe a million. I don't know, but it was a lot of people. And it was super a sad. A million. A million. It's been well over a million, I think. Because I yeah. Think. I think yeah. UK might have passed a million. Right? Sorry, no, it might have been a hundred thousand. Um, yeah. UK. Look, it, if some YouTuber decides to start a leaderboard, you know those live leaderboards. Like <laughs> yeah. Roy, Roy, like Roy Lab with his coronavirus statistics. If somebody did that, yeah. With war crimes and and casualties, dude, America would climb that list so fast. Exactly. <laughs> oh fact, gosh. Fly over to Syria and just and start and just start there true it's it's toxic been... patriotism yeah and every time um you know trump our last president um he would immediately call the virus the ching chong the chinese virus or something which yeah. is very disrespectful because it's not their fault it is very racist no. and on top of that it's really like i'm not gonna blame the whole thing of covid on him but i blame him for the fact that his own people died because he said don't wear masks like covid isn't real or something in the beginning and that's why so many yeah. people are gone because of him because people were like oh okay maybe i should believe him well, i feel bad angry that, yeah i'm not angry that he told his supporters not to wear a mask he's actually doing us a favor for not wearing the mask for telling his supporters not to wear a mask. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I was about to yeah. say. Yeah, bye-bye. If they get ill, then they have to, the hospitals have to waste their resources on exactly. those people. Which, instead of, actually, they could be saving people, actual properly smart-in-the-head people. Yeah, exactly. For me, personally, um, the minute I heard about covid i was like i'd rather be safe than sorry people that are like oh well if there's a chance it isn't real why should i even care you know like i'd rather be the type of person to be safe than sorry than not at all so i i, I had the same mentality yeah and um i started wearing those masks at school mm. since february I... yeah and then um Turns out, uh, my classmates were Karens, too. Ah, no. Oh, no. I, I mean, I Damn. was, um, so we were getting told at our school, so the teachers, all the teachers had to wear masks. When we walk around our school now, we have a one-way system. Yeah. So, uh, when we first went back in September, they segregated it into year groups. Mm -hmm. Then they decided, they, no one, you didn't have to wear a mask at that point. I was, because I was a smart person, there was a couple of people. And mm -hmm. then, there was actually a time where they said, it, you weren't allowed to wear a mask in class to start off. <gasps> then cases started to go up a bit. Then then, uh, then they said, oh, you can wear a mask in class. Oh so my gosh. I wore a mask and I just got told to take it off in a class. I didn't believe that um, we'd been told we could al be allowed. But I don't even think even if we weren't told we were allowed, that they can legally... So I had to take it off because otherwise people would just send me down. Oh gosh. You know what that really means? Attention and yeah. That truly, to me... Is like the whole like the whole education system is like murder the kids first. <laughs> That's what that sounds yeah. like to me. Gosh, we don't, we don't even get hit. Apparently, sixteen-year-olds or up to eighteen-year-olds don't get hit badly by it. 
We yeah. also can't have the vaccine at the moment. But the point, the thing with that is, that's just the amount of people. That's because we're adaptations of our parents. Yeah. So we're stronger than our parents scientifically, pre, um, because we we're the next generation of people. So we're 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 our parents who maybe have gone through these different diseases. Yeah. Have then passed on their antibodies to us, and we've developed our own antibodies, which is like what stops mm. diseases. But um. And that's why we don't get hit badly by it. But there are some people who don't have those antibodies, and people can, and like fourteen-year-olds can get hit really hard by it. And so can, yeah. Them, but they're just saying most people don't. But mm-hmm. they're not considering those. They're saying, oh, most six, most people can't don't. So if you, so, schools can go back, but but then they're not considering those small five percent, ten percent of people that could get hit badly by it. So all those people have to go to school when it could possibly kill. Them. Ah, that's messed up. Well, I want to say one thing, um, just to backtrack again. Um, when, because I remember what Smins was saying about, like, there was Karens in his class. My mom, when um, we first heard about COVID, um, she went to the store with a mask on because she was like, uh-uh, I'm not getting COVID. So <laughs> she went into a store with a mask on right before they even ex- talked about, like, I think maybe two or three weeks before they talked about it. And anyway. She's in a store, she's walking with a mask on, people are like, oh, this is weird, why is she wearing a mask, right? And then this guy, he has no clue why she's wearing this mask, none at all. Like, she could have been sick, you know, anything. He goes up to her and coughs on her face, literally coughs on her face, and ooh, that made her so mad. Because he has no clue why she's wearing the mask, he doesn't even know what COVID is yet. But yet he has the nerve to cough on this person, just to be ignorant. It's like, wow, makes no sense. And then two or three weeks later, boom, COVID is in America. So I hope that guy feels sorry for what he did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the start, we weren't that, like, when it was like 40 cases in this, in our country, they, we were like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. Because we they were telling us exactly where the cases were. So they were telling mm-hmm. us like 26 in London and all over the country. Or yeah. Like, wherever they were testing positive at so we didn't we knew they weren't near us so we were okay but then but then when it was hitting like 100 200 cases there that's when we started being more cautious because it was they weren't that was the point there was too many cases and when it hit 10,000 cases a day that was when the lockdown was announced but they yeah. believed because we weren't mass testing at that point they believed it was 100,000 cases a day yeah but they just only knew 10,000 cases a day I believe they knew the um, exact cases where I live, too. Um, a lot of people where I live were traveling a lot. And this is the main reason why COVID spread so fast. Um, because of airplanes, of course. And, you know, how airplanes are. They were like, ooh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. Traveling everywhere. So a lot of people where I live, it kind of hit me first. Because I'm, like, on the east side of America, you know, where New York and all those places are. So a lot of people, I guess, travel over there. So it hit me first, I believe, and whew, it was spreading. It was it was spreading like crazy. Um, I think the the worst thing about COVID was when it spread to city to city. So it would hit New York City. It hit uh, L.A. It hit like literally all the big places. But surprisingly, I don't think a lot of people died though. But it went like a wildfire. And it went, I think, as many places as possible. I think the easiest way to have stopped it was if, if when, as soon as we learned about this 
COVID COVID thing being spread in China and it's spreading rapidly, that point, that point, you shut the border from China. Anyone flying in from China is you can't they can't come in. Unless Mm. unless they're a UK citizen who is out there on holiday or like a citizen of that country, wherever you're living, and they need to get back, then you send planes out there that have been wiped down, everything, vaccine and everything. They they go out with no passengers on them. Yeah. And then you and you get those people back into the country. And as 100%. soon as you start hear it as soon as you hear it spread to this country, you close the border from that country. And I think if they did that, this is what New Zealand and Australia did instantly. And if they did that yeah. in every country in the world, there would not be this pandemic right now. Exactly. Everyone would be difficult. New Zealand and Australia. But you know why it was so difficult? Yeah. But you know why it was so difficult? Yeah, not just tourism. Yeah. The main reason why it was so hard was because of how weird COVID was. So you wouldn't know about you having COVID the first couple of days. You'd actually know about it, like, I think the third, maybe second day of ha- of having COVID, I think. Yeah, some people didn't even get symptoms. If you're just a carrier, you will not know if you have COVID yeah. or not. So you're going to be flying it around, passing it around, and you have no clue whether or not you have it. So that was the worst mm-hmm. thing about it. And plus, they weren't even doing um, COVID tests. So if they had COVID tests back then, they could keep testing people. And that would have helped a lot. But unfortunately, you know, we weren't predicting the future. So that's why it was so hard. It could have started. It started in China. (laughs) Almost all of the world's tourists. Yes. Those that country has like 90 percent of all the tourists. You go anywhere and you go anywhere you want to tour a country you're gonna find chinese people there no doubt mm-hmm. if you want to and the worst thing about touring china is the fact of how huge it is it's one of the biggest continents out there and it's like whoo couldn't it's imagine the, it's got one of the biggest populations in the world yeah and i think in the uk so this is put in perspective this is how stupid it is in the uk yeah the uk has a smaller landmass than the state of Florida. Oh gosh. But we have almost six times the amount of people. I think they have five million. No, we must have like ten times the amount of people. They have five million people living there or ten something like that, ten million, five, ten million. And we yeah. have like sixty million here. And we have a smaller landmass than Florida. Hmm. Goodness. It it was crazy though, to be honest. Like <sighs> pandemic hmm. had yeah. my best retribution story <laughs> for on. months for yeah. like for like weeks uh, for weeks i was um how do you put this my teachers my principals they would antagonize me i would always be i would always be paid attention to goodness picked on because of the mask and before before mm-hmm. I was literally ignored, bruh. I was literally uh, covert. Nobody would pay attention to me. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody would really care. And then, as soon as you put, as soon as you put something that ticks them off, that makes them yeah. think that you, you know, mm-hmm. um, makes them think, oh, you're different again. And I'm like. Dude, I'm just trying to protect me and you. <laughs> exactly. What's so wrong about that? My science teacher would be like, "Yo, I wiped the I wiped the tables. You don't need to wear that." And I'm like, 
No. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. I the tables. Did you wipe people's breath blood? That's true. Just wipe their mouths with Lysol. Yeah. Did you wash? Anyways, did you stick a soap bar in their mouth? The principal, hmm. uh, she 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 came up to me and literally singled me out out of what fifty people just to tell me that that my school district was that they didn't need to wear you didn't need to wear any protection. It's fine. Uh, everything's all good. That's the you same thing as so concerned. <laughs> Did your parents force you to wear it? And I'm like, just just let me be, please. Just let for me. Real? And that would go on and on for like weeks until until it was until we had a break. Mm -hmm. And then it was like a week long break. And then they said, "You're not coming back to school." And oh. dude, I was so happy. <laughs> I didn't get uh, to see their faces anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's this Anyways, one thing. Yeah. Did you? Sorry. Yeah. Um, my my friends were my friends. That's when you realize who is really your friend and who's not. Mm, Yeah. It it really showed people's tr colors. True, true colors. Goodness. A lot of the people who I actually. The weirdest part was some of, most of the people that actually dipped on me were my longtime friends. So Aww. you can say goodbye to them. And since and since and since they would reduce contact with me, they would you know they would mm -hmm. literally just not hang out anymore. Oof. They would see me as a as a liability because of my methods. Mm. And then mm. and then um. The newer friends that I had, because here, middle school, middle school is like just two years. Mm -hmm. So the newer friends I had, friends I had only for like a year, they ended up being the ones that su were supportive, which was the crazy part. Because the long-term wow. friends literally just dipped. Anyways, fast forward July, August, we were receiving report cards. And wh what do you know? Those those idiots were all wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> the principal wearing, wearing they... masks. The teachers <laughs> wearing masks. I'm like, okay. They knew better now. <laughs> Goodness. That's how people are. They'll tell you how to feel, how to act, and then watch. They have to do the same thing. It's like crazy. It's like um, I don't know how to explain it, but, um, you know, it's just, whenever you're doing something no one else is doing, you're always gonna be that one, oh, you're weird, oh, that's odd, why are you doing this, why are you over, yeah, it's like, um, why, why are you trying to be different, you know what I'm saying, it's like, too much, mm. I, I don't know, <laughs> it's just, one with the crowd. yeah, it's like, be one with the crowd, you're, you're not acting like us. What is wrong with often you? The people who make fun of you are often the people who who want to be the, who want to do the same actions as you, but because of peer Facts. pressure they won't. So like some people who want to wear a mask, but because no one else is, or because only two people are, they won't. It's so sad. It's the bystander effect. To be honest, um, I was learning about that the other day. Um, I watched this video where. They set up themselves as, like, a homeless, drunk person. He was, like, dying on the floor. <laughs> it's it's kind of extreme. 
but it's like in public and they're acting like they're dying people are just walking past they don't even care they're like oh that guy's weird looking and then they just walk past him and tell this one woman she's just like hey are you okay and then a bunch of other people start coming out they're like hey are you okay are you okay but then watch this they do the same effect on a guy who looks you know all classy he's wearing like a tuxedo and he's on the floor he's acting like he is having a rough day everyone literally everyone they all just start coming over and i guess it's because they wouldn't want to go near some random homeless dude than yeah. a guy in a tuxedo they're, they're scared of the yeah people kids i didn't even know were coming stereotypes. up stereotypes yeah stereotypes people, people stereotyping homeless people and saying like they're violent they can be violent like they've heard stories of maybe people being violent true and they're like oh he's gonna be violent <laughs> yeah because he is the same person you know yeah he's not <laughs> or she's not mm-hmm yeah that's the difference they it's all about bystander effect and whoever starts it up first everyone else will come like sheep because in this world it's either you be yourself or you be everyone else and you won't get anything done because you're trying too hard to be something you're not and i think that's the beauty of life when you can do something that no one else is doing just because you have that you know strong urge and you're not trying to give in to what everyone else is doing just like my mom, you know, I'm very proud of her for, you know, when she heard it, oop, wear a mask instantly, even though people were like, "Ugh, that's weird. Oh, why are you doing that? And especially for you, Sim, you did that in school where you knew half of these people. And that is crazy that they all, you know, start acting like Karen's. Ew, why are you wearing a mask? Like, gosh, that's yeah, some of the people I didn't know were walking up to me telling me, hey. Those don't work. You're being dumb. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. The haters are gonna hate. They they probably thought I was an attention whore or something, but I w but they're the one giving the attention to me. That's true. I'm 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 just walking. I'm just walking here. I'm not even looking at you and you're the one mm -hmm. going, Hey. For real. Honestly, if I was in public school right now, I would have worn the mask just when I first heard about it, like, in January, but I was homeschooled, so it didn't really matter. Um, because, not only just because, you know, um, do something before it gets out of hand, is also because I have asthma, so if I ever got affected, I'm immediately going to, like, probably bleh, you know, dead, gone. So, yeah, so when you have asthma... And you are supposed to be, you know, a, a t like, the next generation of, oh, you'll be fine if you were to get COVID. I'm still not going to be okay. So, whether or not I'm the next generation, my asthma would kill me, basically, just because I have it. So, unfortunately, well, it's kind of like, it's a good and bad thing, because... Unfortunately, that means I have to be more careful than literally anyone else I know. But at the same time, it's also a good thing because I could learn about ways to protect myself that other people won't try to because it's like, oh, I'm fine, you know, how I am. So basically, right when we heard about COVID of the beginning of last year, we just instantly just made sure nothing could get in our house. And I live in an apartment, so. When you live in an apartment and you're close by to other people, 
you have to be as careful as possible. So we went the extreme route of this and kind of became germaphobic, like really germaphobic. So we would spray the um, <laughs> we would spray the doors with like bleach or whatever cleaning product you'd use, I guess. Not bleach. Um, what is it called? Alcohol. Not literal alcohol, but yeah. yeah. So we would spray the doors with alcohol. Um, whether it was the front door or the door to get inside the building and it's just like we even covered the vents like this is how crazy we got with it i don't think we we don't really do that anymore not crazy <laughs> yeah we did that too. yeah we, we literally covered the vents to make sure that other people that were breathing in their houses wouldn't get into ours and it just went that much for us we just really wanted to be sure um Nowadays, we have these type of neighbors where they really don't care and they will throw their trash right outside. And the worst part of all about these neighbors is that one of them works at a hospital. And we know this because, yeah, because we could overhear them talking and like where they were at. And we're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so it just added on to our germaphobicness. So then we sealed our door. Every time we want to go out, we have to unseal it, and we would seal it back so we didn't get any air, like anyone would cough on our door. But anyway, we just made sure every time we would just cover ourselves up like we were going to a science lab. That's how much we were. But anyway, my brother's being loud. My, my, my mom is, was a care, healthcare worker. Yeah. She was like a nurse at some point and then she was a caregiver at some point anyways mm-hmm. she she right from right at the start of january when she heard about the virus she she it's like the whole it's like the whole thing turned upon itself it's like her mind just flipped upside down and now and now she was buying masks she's buying all sorts of cleaning stuff she she became like like a the highest form of germaphobe you 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 would ever meet. Everything was scrubbed. Everything was sprayed. Doorknobs, even the even like even her phone would be scrubbed. Literally everything. The jack our jackets. Wow, that's crazy. Steam. Yeah. Um, she wore gloves whenever she was going to the grocery. Yeah, that's my mom too. <laughs> she still does that. We just get delivery. Um, so you have to go out. Mm, yeah. I did that once or twice too. We do. We get deliveries every week where I am. And I'm, I'm lucky. I live in a massive, it's not massive, but like it's three stories and it's detached, completely detached yeah. house. And we're on the end of a road, we're on the end of like our road, or there's a path next to our house on one side and on one side we have the neighbours. But those neighbours are really nice and clean and we talk to them and not we're good friends with them. Mm-hmm. So... We, we know they're not going to be stupid, so we don't have to worry about people being dumb. And most people around where we are are pretty smart about it. But we had, mm-hmm. so we went from where I live, we went from having no cases or like minimal cases, like one or two per 100,000 to the second highest in the country. Jeez. It was, it was ridiculous how, how quickly it just skyrocketed because yeah. we had this weird tier lockdown thing. So you'd have like tier three we were in tier one because we had mm-hmm. no cases and because there's restrictions in tier one with like nothing it just skyrocketed and we then went to tier three and yeah 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 i know what you mean goodness yeah it really it was calm for a while i was like oh look at me 
really, I'm really quiet. And then boom, out of nowhere, COVID just took over. It's like screaming at everyone. <laughs> it's crazy. It really reflects the yeah. incubation period. Yeah, it does. So I have a question Washing again. Washing hands became a ritual. Yeah, that is true. I don't know why no many how bleh. I don't know why so many people didn't wash their hands. Now that is the most disgustingest part I've heard. They really I don't get why people yeah. aren't washing their hands in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is disgusting. To be told to wash your hands. Exactly. That is nasty. Okay, like it's not as bad if you're if you're a girl. Like yes, you should wash your hands as well. But if you're a guy, you have to hold like you know to pee. So imagine not washing your hands as a dude and you're going to go get some food right at the moment you pee. Like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. So here's my question. How long do you think the pandemic will last? Um, well, I'm hoping in a year and a half so I'd have to do my end of school exams. Goodness. Well, They'd probably be like another... If you think about it, because yeah. school, they don't have a vaccine for under 16s. It's, well, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's ever going to go away not for the next 50 years. Because mm -hmm. it's always going to be, it's like, an, it's a new flu. Yeah. It's a new flu, it's always going to be there. It's just going to be on a lesser scale, like the flu. So it's going to be like, instead of being 100,000 cases, it's going to be 2,000 cases a day. But it's spread out more, it's not focused in one location. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot less. Yeah, um, I hope so. It's it's never going to go away, but the main part of it is probably going to go away, I reckon, next year or 2022 or like 20, yeah, so 2022, end of 2022, because, mm -hmm. because of the pe the fact that under 16s, there's no vaccine for us. Yeah. Um, and they're not vaccinated in, like you said, I don't know if it's them, they're vaccinating the older generations. Um, yeah. Vulnerable, but that means the people who are working aren't vaccined so they're gonna then spread it yeah i think the main reason why we can't get it yet it's mainly because um how new this vaccine is and the scariest part about knowing about this vaccine is scientifically vaccines usually take 10 to 15 years to make so they really like speeded this up we made it in two yeah not even two yeah, one. We made it in like a month yeah in a month sorry a year yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, it just took a year. The first one was Pfizer, then you had the Oxford one, and mm -hmm. then there's like another two that are now, uh, uh, or like a safe, but they, I believe Moderna. Haven't, they haven't done the, they haven't cleared so. it officially yet, but. Yeah. Well, vaccines take a while. Yeah. To, even after developing it, you have to license it, you have to yeah. send it to the manufacturers. And after that, you have to test it again. You have to yep. you have to keep changing it, and then if the virus mutates, you have to do that all over again. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. there's all like so many branches how, now. How many variants of it is there? There's like a South African variant. There's a hundred cases of that in the UK. You know? Yeah, um, I have no clue how many. Out. There was like a new variant. We've got like like at one point we in the UK they discovered a new variant that had and they we were our all of the borders were shut. Like, they weren't letting anyone from the UK anywhere. Like, it was always the other countries were trying to stop the variant from getting in, but it just spread anyway. Mm. Yeah. That, there's so many, I can't even, I can't even think of it. Because, I believe maybe there's 10, maybe higher than that, but 
there's a lot and having to make so many different types of um vaccines would take more than just 15 years probably <laughs> so i'm just gonna lay out just one fact the spanish flu actually lasted two years so it's a possibility yeah. since now and this was back in like 1918 through 1920 so yeah. this is the scariest part about um you know covid in 2020 and like 2021 and so forth is mainly because we have newer technologies where we can go and travel to place to place you know you have more and more ignorant people and the fact when you have ignorant people plus airplanes it really makes getting rid of this harder than it should be and i think that's the sad part so i believe the fastest way we can get rid of you know being in a pandemic would be if we arrested these people like get rid of all the karens at once like start it off with give one a death row for killing so many people yeah (laughs) the problem is though you can't um they have to they have to legally pass a law because otherwise if you arrest then it's um the the person who arrested them could get fired yeah technically it's not a law so if you arrest someone for no reason that can get you fired and fined and put in prison yeah that's true because it's it's abuse of power true they have to make it a law and then that law might take a week or a month to pass you don't know Mm -hmm. i was thinking that they should yeah i was thinking they should do that first but yeah that's what i meant like if biden right now for my president you know um if he made the law in america to do that that would help and if you're do you have um a queen and yeah yeah you have like a um, monarchy queen has ultimate power as far as this is yeah my believe uh, this is my understanding of it the queen has ultimate power mm-hmm. boris johnson who's our prime minister has the power to pass laws but he needs the queen's permission to pass those laws and it also has to go through the house of commons which is like where mm-hmm. all the mps who have been voted in by the public um are put and they all have to they have to, you have to get the majority for it to pass mm, okay i got you so if they were to pass it, then they could arrest people, pretty much, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what about in Germany, Ren? Like, what what do you guys have to do? You have a president or something? You're cutting out, huh? I don't really know what you know. I'm pretty uneducated. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so I would just guess, basically, globally, we'd have to pass this world, like, this whole world law where you have to arrest people if they don't, like, try to protect themselves and other people, I guess. Because, in my opinion, I feel like letting people not wear a mask or take a vaccine or just not be quarantined, they should be, um you know arrested and it should be labeled as murder or something like some sort of secondhand not secondhand but just some sort of murder you know what i'm saying because with them going around yeah it's like absolute murder yeah exactly so them trying to murder people unintentionally um would basically just be them not trying to protect themselves or anyone else and it should be the the case of you're arrested like i don't know how long they should be arrested 
but they don't even know how many body counts they have on them. But they could they could have killed like a hundred people and they have no clue. That's just how I see it. That's the saddest part. Imagine, imagine developing a vaccine, being a researcher, being a virologist, developing a vaccine, spending days working on something, cutting off your sleep to mere two hours per day, and mm-hmm. literally starving yourself just to kill the world. And once you send out your <laughs> yeah. vaccine, some redneck goes, not. Nah, I read on Facebook that this doesn't work. There's a chip in there. And you just stand there with a year of your life gone. You got these people where they don't believe in the, like, you don't, they don't believe in COVID. They don't believe in getting vaccinated. They don't believe in anything, right? They just think, oh no, if I try to protect myself or anyone else, I will die. They will die. The whole world will die. And this is the main saddest part about this. These people are allowed to roam free while these nurses are risking their lives every day to protect um, people that actually didn't want to get COVID, but they got it because some dummy was like, yo, I love Trump and all this will get me killed or something. So I have another, um, you know, question. So with the pandemic, you know, um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people had goals and ideas for the future, but then it got, you know, basically crushed like an anvil on Minecraft. So what was like a goal you might have had that got ruined because of the pandemic? Oh, um, so I play football or soccer. So I play football and we were the best team in the league. We were top of the league. We were in a cup final. And it all got mm-hmm. called off, cancelled. None of it. Wasn't, the cup final wouldn't even postponed because we, oh, we played some match. They could have postponed it, but no, it just completely got cut off. And um, but now, so we lost. I lost all that, and mm. that was quite demoralising because we'd worked. We'd worked so hard towards that whole team. Like the season before, so we come up from Division Four to Division Two because they got rid of the division, so we jumped up a division. Yeah. Um. So that was weird, but. And so we stayed in that, we were focusing on staying in that league the season before. We did that and then we we were like working so hard in the pre-season to make sure we were doing the best we could. And we were like, everyone was putting their bodies on the line for the team. Mm-hmm. But it just all got undone because of that stupid pandemic. Mm. Yikes. I had a goal too. Like, um, you know, you guys know CrossFit? CrossFit? Is it a sport? I mean, yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh. like you, you go to, like, it's like a gym, but there's a person telling you what to do. I don't really know. Oh. Yeah. Like mm. a personal trainer. Yeah, oh, okay. pretty much, but it's like with other people. And you have like. A coach? Like, Is that like. I don't, I don't really know. know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's like, <laughs> like a lot of people where you can also make friends. I, and I was. I was in like, well. Like two of the those places, because they're like different. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know. So, yep. for the first one, um, basically they, they took away our money, so I had to go to a different one. Mm-hmm. They just didn't mm-hmm. want to give it back our money. Yeah, basically. So, and the other, the next one, I you know I wanted to get like workout, get really jack muscles and everything. <laughs> But then, you know, it all, you know, COVID and it all closed down and it was pretty, pretty sad. 
And yeah. then I didn't have any motivation to work out alone because because that's just boring. You don't really have mm -hmm. anyone to be like, yeah, you can do it, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just quiet. There's nobody. Yeah, so I get I think it. that sucks. Yeah, that does suck. For me, personally, um, and then I'll let you talk, Smins. So, personally for me, I was trying to, um, b like, work on, what do you call it? I was trying to work on a lot of top, not topics, um, what do you call it? A lot of career choices at, at once, which is kind of cr crazy idea to do, because you should always stick to one. So, not only do I want to do YouTube and, like, a podcast, I also want to become an actor. So, me and my friend, they're also trying to get into acting. They were, like, modeling in the beginning. And I'm over here, I'm like, oh, I also want to be an actor. So, my plan was to go local and, well, I also want to be an activist, so I gotta figure out what to talk about. Anyway, um, so I wanted to be an actor, so I tried to go and find things locally in the beginning. Um, couldn't do that after the pandemic, and I also was trying to become a, um, you know, activist. So I had an idea of, you know, posting these like things all around my town also was going to do that with the podcast as well i was going to post these flyers and i still will i just have to figure out right time but anyway i was trying to figure out how i can get into activism without you know getting sick and because it got so bad where you literally have to be inside almost half the time where i live now because it's like it was spreading a lot back then I couldn't go anywhere. So, after the fact I couldn't do activism outside, and I couldn't do acting outside, well, I couldn't get, like, an acting coach or anything, I just had to stick to watching, like, YouTube and courses and stuff because I couldn't actually get into acting anywhere else. And so, with that, um, you know, I basically canceled those plans. And I even had, like, a boyfriend at the time, and I was supposed to meet them because, you know, online dating, ugh, anyway. I was supposed to meet them, um, but then COVID happened, and then I couldn't meet them, and then ended up becoming a huge spiral downwards with that. So, <laughs> I don't want to go into that. But, um, yeah, so it did mess up a lot of plans, and maybe even a possible, like, future in acting. I probably could get into it, but who knows. But, anyway. Anyone else, Smins? The duality of this is actually, quite frankly, amazing. Um, the pandemic is actually a lifesaver for me because um, mm -hmm. in the, in the, in the, by the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, my mental state was deteriorating fast. Everything ramps yeah. up during that time period. Uh, I get sick during that time period, physically. And this time, I wasn't only physically sick, but I was also... I, I was <laughs> Mentally, yeah. Uh, started becoming a little bit more suicidal. Mm, yeah. Um, then attempted, survived. Thank goodness. And then I was like, hey, I didn't die. Guess this is a message, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways, past is past. Uh, that happened, and then um, the pandemic happened. And really, before the pandemic, I was leaving a sort of dysfunctional home to go to an oppressive school and then repeat yeah and repeat as soon as i'd come home i'd go to sleep because dreaming was honestly better escapism than, yeah 
yeah so go going to sleep going to bed and then waking up and then just playing Rinse and games repeat. and you know literally my existence Yeah. is a blur then up to the pandemic my existence was still a blur but i got to analyze the situation a bit better because now i didn't have to care about having to go anywhere i could literally wake up when i wanted to i could do whatever i wanted Yeah. so that's what i did i focused on myself And that is awesome. i guess it was but then you realize you know Yeah, you're it a didn't lot go worse good for than everyone. you really are but anyways the pandemic gave me a lot of time hours days to really reflect and change because change is really all i've ever done i've changed for people even if it detrimented me because really i'm i guess you know i'm just that kind of person Mm -hmm. yeah but sometimes it it bites back at you mm then -hmm. yeah the pandemic as as the pandemic went on and on and on um, everything just began to stabilize again you know yeah everything was going in the direction it was supposed to so it was better for me terrible for so many other people in this world i guess Yeah. i'm just one of those people who it was sort of it's sort of a roman holiday kind of thing everybody suffers but i i get a free pass kind of thing because if the pandemic never happened i probably i probably would have still been a prick <laughs> yeah, I get it. I probably still would have, you know, not, have not been sane. I probably would have been more insane than what I am Yeah. now. I feel you. To be honest, in a lot of aspects, it messed with my career and a relationship. But at the same time, it's opened my eyes to so many other possibilities. You know, being at home isn't just a good thing in a way because I'm already introvert, so I didn't really like talk to people already. But the fact that I get to stay home and like many others get to stay home when they're introverted, you can really think about what you want to do when it comes to, you know, yourself and with people around you. Because while you have, you know, the people that so show their true colors, you know, like some of your friendsmen's and people I've known, um, it really does help because then you can look at the people you already know and be like, hey, you know, these people are actually here for me. They're not just trying to use me to get something else or they're not manipulating me into doing what they want. And when you have that type of freedom, even if it's just, you know, a pandemic that's killing multiple people um, and it's helping you, even if it's, you know, just this little bit, In a way, it's freeing because, you know, while many other people, they might not be freed by this, you know, it might be affecting them, it's helping someone that was suffering for a while also. And I, I feel really bad for the people that are suffering because of the pandemic. Like, I'm very sorry. But in some aspects, it, it was helpful for people that were, were, like, having a pretty crappy time for some, not everyone. some of us it's like
it's the it's it, to some of us it's just finding solace and something that something a bad situation pulling yeah. out something good from something bad yeah it's the epitome of one man's treasure is another man's trash or trash. something <laughs> yeah you know uh if if you have it hard somebody else is have having the best life ever that's true like, uh, I'm I'm talking to you, Jeff Bezos, but you know, <laughs> Wall Street's having a pretty bad time right now too. <laughs> but for the most of us, it's a terrible, it's a terrible experience. Yeah. Family members are dying. Um, jobs 100%. are being lost. Um, people are getting sadder, especially during the winter time when there's no. Oh sun. yeah. Just the melancholy feeling of being, of existing within a world that's progressively getting worse and worse. And all you hear on the news is bad, <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Oh, no. Yeah, that's true. When everything feels like it's falling apart, but you're the only one standing or like, you know, on a cliff trying to get up, it's. It's kind of okay sometimes, you know? It's like, it could be, like, the world could be at the worst state of its entire life right now. Like, we have global warming, we have a pandemic over our heads, we have suicide every day almost now. And I'm pretty sure it's going to keep getting worse because, you know, we're on lockdown. In some aspects mm -hmm. of this, there's also, it's also helping the Earth in a way. Because, um, originally, I was, when... The pandemic wasn't where I was, you know, it wasn't really global yet. I had this theory, like, oh, wait, if, you know, if everyone was in lockdown, no one can hunt and, you know, destroy the earth because there's people that, um, you know, drive to work every day. There's gonna be less people driving to work. Unfortunately, you know, people lost their jobs, but it kind mm -hmm. of helped the environment. Um, even if it didn't help people itself, humanity. It helped the earth when it needed the most because, you know, there's the pollution in the air with the cars, the fumes from industries and all that. With the industries being shut down with, you know, cars just, you know, not driving to work every day, you have this type of new atmosphere for the planet because it's like, ah, oh, okay, I get to finally relax for once. You know, the plant's like, ah, oh, I can breathe again. And then you have these animals where no one's hunting them. And they're giving birth at a rapid rate. So you know how many animals probably that were about to go extinct probably got saved or saved themselves because they learned, like, ooh, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and Probably lots, actually. Yeah, probably lots. Unfortunately, we lost the Rio birds. Um, I think they're the, extinct now. The vaquitas are now down to 10. Yeah. There's a, Pretty there's bad. A species of, um, there's species, they're like a subspecies of dolphins. Anyway, it's yeah. extremely rare. There's only 10 of them left. And yeah. they're really cool. But it's a shame, really. I think the main reason why they're gone is because of how many people um, get fish. I think we lose about 10 trillion a year, maybe a month. I don't know. But 10 trillion fish every couple of months, years, whatever, is a lot. And I'm pretty sure every once in a while they'll probably pick up a dolphin or you know, some rare species of animal in there. Yeah, that's what happened to the vaquitas. Um, yeah. So, um, you have, so, the vaquitas are located by the area around Mexico and Florida, 
or was it mm -hmm. the no it's by california and mexico or one or the other but the um, mexican fishers and american fishers would use these nets yeah that um weren't that were um that caught a lot of fish but were super large so they would catch vaquitas too and mm -hmm. it's gone on for so long that now there's basically none of them left and they're very hard to breed oh no yeah so you might as well call them extinct but still trying to you know because mm -hmm. i believe only five years ago there were 20 of them oh dang now it's cut down to 10. so conservation efforts blah 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 people putting in money to save these things yeah why would they need to put in money for them when all you gotta do is just trap them in, like, an aquarium place and make them breed. <laughs> like, <Whoa>. right? <laughs> is it hard to make them breed? So. To yeah. Feed them. True. But the difficulty with capturing the animals is um. that you'd have to basically recreate their habitat. Because uh, yeah. there are only ten of them left, you want to make it efficient for them, right? So, you know, yeah. breed to reproduce but the, seeing as there's only 10 of them and probably most of them are either way too mature to have have offspring or way too young to have offspring mm -hmm. you're gonna have to keep you're gonna it's gonna be expensive to keep it up for even five years or two years true it's like milking cows like you gotta keep going at it <laughs> until they can't no more gosh conservation efforts do work though but yeah you just need somebody yeah. rich to fund it. True. Bezos. You can't go in half-ass. <laughs> yeah, that's send true. dolphins into an aquarium. It's nothing <laughs> like their habitat. Yeah. All ten of them will just end up dying. Because they get stressed out, yeah. They're like, oh, I don't like this here. Like. Big rip, yeah. COVID-19 was just nature's way of saying, go back. Let's Backs. go back a little bit. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. Like, even if it's not helping humanity, it's really helping the environment. Like, oh boy, all of us humans, we're having a hard time. Okay, but what happens if your whole planet's having a hard time? No, no more human, no more animal. <laughs> that's how I see it. Yeah. So, in a way, it's really bad for us, but for the Earth itself, it's doing pretty good. I would say it might have gotten a little bit of a boost in you know like ooh, i'm gonna be okay for like maybe two more months but other than that i know that it did help a few animals too fossil fuels are dying out um, not yeah. in the sense that we're running out of it but nobody's slowly people, people are, are switching to, to electric yeah yeah we're probably not gonna find every species of animal because of how many people don't want to look for um certain things like i would say we're gonna eventually run out of doctors and teachers because who wants to educate? Yeah, who wants to educate anyone if they're not gonna make money out of it? People are more willing to go to OnlyFans than you know help kids learn. So, oh <laughs> no. So when you're at a type of, and this is the saddest part, honestly. When you have all these people that are putting their lives at stake to help others. There's not going to be a lot of people that are willing to do that for them, like, to others in the future. Like, this generation that experienced the pandemic, they're going to be like, I don't know if I want to be a nurse. 
we're maybe not everyone to clean up the current generations exactly um, that's every generation and if we mess up then the next generation before us have to help because i hope that not all of us are horrible people because i've bumped into some horrible kids our age but i would say from this group of people i found you guys are the best like people i found like yeah besides the one people, guy the people, aren't, <laughs> the people who aren't um interested or like just completely not interested they're gonna yeah. be people who end up at job centers who are mm-hmm. homeless who are the people who don't care about getting their exam grades and stuff yeah and exactly about in classes and with the more um, type of yeah sorry continue no i mean with getting a bit older and you're going to your exams towards the end of your school you get yeah. people start taking it a bit more seriously but there's still a lot of people who don't yeah and with so, yeah sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah and with the more people we have that you know are looking up to these youtubers and they're looking up to let's say um these business gurus where they're like you can make money overnight just doing stocks even though they're like scamming you or like you can make money overnight if you're um doing forex or something like that when people are looking up to these type of people and you know majority of us are looking to up to these people because you know we're all on the internet this generation is just internet savvy as heck so when we're like this who in their right mind will be like, oh, you know what I want to be when I grow up? I'm going to be a firefighter or I'm going to be a nurse. But you never know. I mean, it's still possible, but the possibility of this is going to be very low. Oh, I want to be a scientist. Who want to do it is yeah. Low. Yeah. I know a couple, like someone wants to be a politician because they've gone through, I know someone who wants to be the new health secretary in the UK. Yeah. They've gone through our school system and they've, they've realized that it's the worst thing ever yeah and they want to fix it because because in i don't know if it's like the same but in in england we're Mm -hmm. given so we're like for physics exam you have to remember all of the equations you're not given Mm -hmm. any of them yeah it's not it's not about applying your knowledge anymore it's about can you remember this is a memory test effectively whilst you're having to apply your knowledge so as much as they're going like oh the um the amounts of bells are getting much higher it's because the exams are much harder so yeah. they're ruining and like that then cuts off the amount of job opportunities because certain jobs need like if you want to be a nurse you need to be you need to have decent GCSEs or exam equivalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, run out of so, military people. Okay, continue, sorry. <laughs> um yeah, so um I have a diary. Um my memory is pretty bad, so I started it hoping that you know, I could keep track of what I'm doing. I, I could do this, do that. I, I can remember, basically. Yeah. So, in in this, I I wrote something about generations and their different strengths and how how they affect the generations after and before. So, um, put it this way: each generation is built to do a certain task, and they're shaped by the world around them. As kids mm-hmm. are our tools the things we learn from are the things that we play with the things that we grow up with are the things that we you know the things that we are inspired by the things that we the problems in this current world are the problems that we'll want to address in the future 100 world war in world war one 
the generation that grew up at that time, the the people who fought in World War One, they were mostly young people, teens, yeah, um, teens and young adults. Those people grew up in a world where it was rough. Yeah. So it demanded both physical and emotional strength, and so they became an extremely resilient force. They. No wonder we have so many Trump supporters. <laughs> They became strong and they became smart because, because death was knocking at everybody's door. It became, you know, it became hard. It became hard to live. You had mm-hmm. to adapt because that's what humans are good at: adapting, move on. World War One, and then the next generation was focused on rebuilding that. So, sociability. That's they're more stable in in the sense of fixing things the generation after that fought in world war ii so then it had to go back they had to be resilient again and then mm-hmm. it just goes on and on then you have the vietnam war those people those people those people you know yeah grew up again to be more resilient and then it comes to millennials in our generation we're built to spread out we're built to be sociable using what we have now we're more social we're very social well i would say some of us i would say the best thing this generation's good at is understanding other people with differences like we're the most open-minded generation i can think of exactly like besides one person in this podcast yeah like the generations before us they're like oh what are you and then and then you're like this guy who likes dresses or something and you're and then they're like um oh you gotta stop that you're gonna get arrested or something you know like they were sexist they were homophobic they were um anti anything that was different and the good thing about us if they see someone you know gay they're like oh okay that's fine that's fine with me you know we we're all like oh this is normal okay with it or a small minority yeah and they're like the older guys the people who are okay with it are a small minority it's the opposite now yeah, exactly. It's like, it has changed. And that's the best part about, you know, having different generations. We always change and adapt. And if you look at YouTube, who is every YouTuber targeting? Is it people that are older? Oh, no, it's not. It's definitely people that are our age, um, maybe even younger than that, like 9, 10, 7, 5. They're always trying to change the minds of the younger people because we're good at adapting changing our experience well we always will have different experiences where you know we're like i forgot what one of you said um earlier like when another you know like an older generation gives birth to another generation they're usually stronger scientifically correct like yeah. someone said that yeah so yeah so with that being said we're stronger based on biology um we're stronger based on you know not just genetics but mentally mentally, yeah even though we have a lot of depression and all the other stuff but other than that (laughs) other than that yeah yeah, almost every person has mental problems would have had ptsd PTSD, which Mm. is post-traumatic stress disorder disorder because because they will be having their flashbacks to the war Mm -hmm. so every generation will have mental issues that's true just we understand more about research i find that I find that more sociable uh, generations tend to be more sensitive in the terms of 
with um, there, we tend to we tend to have more problems, and that's a good thing because yeah, then we're able to solve these problems. That's so that true. Later generations can we can improve on the current foundation. It's good to have problems because we have things to mm -hmm. solve. And what I love, us, it may yeah. seem, you know, like we're oh, we're always sad, we're always moody. That's not. That's a good thing because then we can mm -hmm. advise the next generation on how not to be sad, <laughs> True. how not to be this way, and how not to be terrible at, at, you know. I feel like our generation, you know, we have parents that either are going to be nice to us or really, really crapped up, you know? So when we have that type of stuff and the internet, we're going to be doing research. And I love this about just having the internet. We're always looking to something new. We're always making something new, whether that's memes or we're just Googling something that no one's actually heard of, but you find it and you make it popular because, you know, some of us have platforms. And that's the coolest part about, you know, this generation. We're always seeking to help other people. Not all of us, but a lot of us are seeking to help other people. And with that type of socialness, um, we'll be probably weaker when it comes mentally. But we're stronger when it comes to figuring out what is wrong with us. And we're always trying to figure out what's wrong with us. And that's the best part. We're trying, at least, besides other I've generations before us. Huh? Have I said this before? Yeah, I was um, just saying, like... You have to break... No, no, no. Um, huh? you, oh. have to, you have to break yourself to put yourself back together. Yeah, exactly. You just... Yeah, you actually haven't said that. Yeah. No, you haven't said that, actually. I mean, you were talking about, um, you know, how the pandemic helped you, but... Yeah, you have to kind of break pieces of yourself and then refix it, you know? It's like, when you have problems, you're gonna try to, you know, discover how to be better. And that's something that we do very well. We're always trying to feel, like... Well, we're always trying to get better. That's what I should say, so... <laughs> smash the glass and make a sculpture out of it mm, yes that reminds me of this one thing from bojack horseman um i never heard of this until i saw bojack horseman where bowl or whatever broke they would paint it with glass or cover it with glass so then it would look pretty while it was broken so yeah um hold on let me see if i have another question Really quick. Uh, da, da, da. No, I actually don't. Okay. <laughs> you guys want to end it off here or you have something else to say? Well, um, going back to the generations thing, um, the past generations also shape the future generations, right? Yeah. So it's our job to ensure that the next generations, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren even, to, we, we should coerce them into thinking in the, for not only for their survival, but for everyone's survival, to solve problems together, not parallel, to, to, to think similarly instead of dissimilarly, not in like the way we're think the same. Yeah, <laughs> communism. Have, have like the same have worked together, simply put. Mm -hmm. It's like... Yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> Sorry, I always feel like I have to apologize because I don't want to cut people off. That's not my goal. Um, so I 100% understand what you're saying. So basically, when we're trying to build up the next generation, we want them to work with other people. And so that reminds me of equality and equity. The difference between equality and equity, when someone is disabled and someone, you know, isn't disabled, you'll want to give them something to, like, sit on, you know? Like, so while they have already problems of their own, they're still, you know, getting help. And then you have someone that is, you know, they're fine. They don't need anything to really help them out. So when it comes to equality, it's like they both have to, you know, both stand when you know of course this disabled person where they can't move their legs they can't stand so i always look at e equity in a way where it's like we all have our different problems but if we work together maybe differently because you know we're not all the same we can get things done that's how i see it it's like that baseball diagram thing that they always show with the with the three people and then the wooden fence and the boxes oh yeah <laughs> yeah the i know the differences about. between them it's mm -hmm. there's equality everybody gets the same box and the shortest person there can't see and then there's equity the shortest person gets the most boxes and then there's just extreme problem solving and geniusness where yeah. instead of having a wooden fence you have you have the iron fence that has you know holes mm -hmm. in it so you so everybody can see Facts. If we thought like that, then yeah, I guess the world would definitely be a better place. 100%. I love equality, but equity is the best form of, like, you know, working together because we all have to understand that we're all different. And that's what makes this pandemic, um, in its own way, about equity. Because when we're all very different and we're all having different experiences, we know we're all different ages, different, you know, sexes, whether we're female, male, non-binary, you know, we all got different things. And when you say to equally hand, like, handle, like, you know, when, um, how to explain this? So, globally, we all have different problems when it comes to the pandemic. Some people are having more problems with, oh, we're all dying. Other places are having problems where, oh, we're all losing our jobs. And, like, you know, it's just, oh, we're hungry because of the pandemic and we can't, you know, get to work to go do this and that. We're all having different problems. If we handle this in a way where it's more about equity, it's like, oh, this person, they can't eat. Um, how about these people that can eat gives their food to this guy? Oh, your guy, you guys are losing your jobs. Some, I don't know how to make a solution for that, but there is some way, somewhere in the world could help them. And I feel like if we all use equity on the pandemic, whether there's people that have asthma, there's people that are the Karens, you got people that are doing everything they can and they still get sick, or someone has a carrier and they give someone else the virus, if we used equity, we could get this figured out, I believe. I feel like that would make the most sense for this pandemic. Well, yeah, that I think that pretty much wraps it up. Um, Ren, do you have anything else to say? Okay, <laughs> I guess that's it. Um, so we're gonna turn up the Lofi music and let them listen to it. But really quick, I just want to say thank you for listening to the last uh podcast of um you know I wouldn't say season one, 
But for now, um, we'll come out with the next couple episodes. Maybe, um, hopefully next week. I probably not likely. Um, in maybe two or three months. So if you can, you know, wait just a little bit longer, um, we'll have more episodes for you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back. This has been the Rose Talks, and yeah, see you later. <laughs>